All right. So, um, either you get to nominate yourself to come and share um, a, a testimony, or someone on your table who think you have something to share can nominate you. Dylan, okay. So Dylan, you can come forward so long. Heinrich, okay. Are you nominating someone? Okay. Andre, you're also coming forward to share. Well, you're here now. All right, so um, we'll start here. We'll go ping pong. Okay. Evening, everyone. Um, <laughs> so I have two testimonies to share. Actually, that happened to me this year. So two big breakthroughs. Uh, the first one was my relationship with my father. Um, it was definitely a very sensitive topic and something that I was struggling with for years. And um, after doing victory training, um, getting some guidance and just forgiving, um, I just really saw how God led me into um, being able to forgive my dad and to actually restore that relationship with him. So that was one big thing. And then also, yeah. Um, and then secondly, also recently got a new job. Um, yeah, uh, definitely something that um, I did not think I was going to get. Um, definitely underqualified for the position, but they gave me a shot and I just really saw how God's hand was in that. So it was really just amazing to see how he works and how he reveals himself to me um, all the more. So yeah. is off. There we go. So Dylan, who told you to do victory training? Was it Danette? Yeah. Uh, Danette is our victory training champion. Come on. Come on, Danette. Okay, so then the next testimony, um, I'm just going to let it talk for itself. So if you've fallen pregnant or had a baby in 2022, just raise your hand. Come on. So, yeah, that's the testimony. I think just the testimony of life and just to realize that that the life that Jesus gives um, and it comes from him and from his hand so that's just so awesome um, just out of our spiritual family um, the kids that has come forth so I just want to praise God for that come on. all right Murray evening everybody um, I have a, a testimony that, that involves a lot of miracles. Um, as I stand here currently before you, um, I'm currently a, a, a homeless person. I live on the street and I'm a heroin addict. Um, and tomorrow I'm going to rehab. Um, thank you, church. I've only been coming to this church for about two weeks and three weeks. And my life has changed dramatically and nothing other than just people loving me and just being accepted and just the will of God. I mean, I can't even, if I look at myself in the mirror, I just think, you know, you can be something. And um, if I tell you about two months ago, uh, I was standing at a robot and um, my ex-fiance and my daughter stopped by the robot and my ex-fiance's head was on the, uh, on the steering wheel. 
and the back window dropped and my daughter stuck a sandwich out the window and she said, Manire se honger. And you know, from that day I broke and I, I've just been trying to get help to go to a rehab or something and it's just been, it's process after process after government building after government building and you know, it was just a long journey and I asked Yaku three weeks ago, you know, man, I need help. Uh, small Yaku <laughs> in, in, invited, me, invited me to come to this church. And um, with, without me even paying a cent or filling in a form, it took one week for a rehab to accept me, which is only by the grace of God. Um, you know, so I just want to thank you guys for treating me like a person and if anyone else is struggling and you know um, it's a difficult thing to outright say I'm an addict because it's very frowned upon um, but we all have our alkais it's like Christ but I just want to say thank you and just know that like you know it's the time when I get closest to God when you have nothing and then when you get everything to remember him so I'll definitely be coming back and guys thank you so much and yeah, man, God bless. Thank you. Uh, Murray. Um, yeah, so I want, before we move on, I want us to just have a moment. We extend um, prayer. Um, so Andre, I'm going to ask you to come and join me and also pray. Yeah, that Andre. Yeah. Uh, but can we give another hand to small Yaku? <laughs> um, I thought you said better. Can you better? So let's just stretch out our hands um, as we're really trusting God to do a great work. Um, so Father, we thank you for Murray. We thank you, Lord, that you know him. We thank you, Lord, that he knows you um, and that he has a relationship with you, Lord, and that there's evidence of you working and guiding him, Lord, to the places where you want him to be. And we pray, Lord, for this next season. We pray that you would do a work, Lord, that is even impossible for a rehab center to do that you would touch his life supernaturally, Lord, that you would by your spirit fill him up, and that the same power that rose Christ from the grave will also raise him up, Lord, from this place, and fill him up, Lord, and we pray for miraculous breakthrough, we pray for miraculous healing over his body and over his mind in Jesus' name, that you would touch him, Lord, as in a way that no rehab center, regardless of how good they are, can do that he'll be able to step away from this and say, this has been by the will and the power of God alone. So um, the picture that I saw while I was just now praying, um, it's a, a bamboo shoot that takes a lot of time to eventually start growing. But once it starts growing, it just grows exponentially. Um, and very, very fast. And that's just a word that I would want to pray over you. One of the words is that, uh, yeah, there's been a season, obviously, where it doesn't look the way a lot was happening, or where everything seemed, seemed futile. And, yeah, just to pray that the Holy Spirit will really empower you to grow exponentially in the next season. So, um, no, Holy Spirit, thank you that yeah, that you live in us and that we get to be temples of the living God. 
Thank you that you are the living water that flows in and out of us. And uh, yeah, I just want to pray that you now that you would really empower him in his inner being to have strength for all endurance for the road that is in front of him. And that you would really empower him to, to remain standing. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that we know that we have the promise that you never leave us, you never forsake us, and you never leave us alone. And I just want to pray that, that whenever he feels alone, even now when he's in rehab, that you would come and comfort him, come and empower him, come and reveal the living God to him, on a regular basis. And I pray that, Father, that your love, even as we're standing right now, would just come and touch him in a supernatural way. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just touch him right now, speak to him. Give him a word or show him a picture. Just let him feel your presence. Father, just let him feel how, how much you love him. Amen. Amen. Um, now, if some of you, maybe while Andre I was praying and you received the word for him, please do um, make a note of it and come and share with him afterwards. Uh, that'll be awesome. All right. Come on, Marie. Awesome. Um, all right. So um, who else needs to come and share something? So why are you not here? And then from this side, someone was pointing towards someone. Do you have to also come and share something, Andrea? Not. Yes? Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Siziwe. Um, I also want to testify on family restorations. Um, this year has been a very challenging year for me. Um, when I started with my ministry, my family was kind of like torn apart. Um, my parents were separated, um, and it was a bit difficult for me because I really needed my family support in my new journey. Um, but I trusted God, um, and also with God as well, I, I had a challenge of um, seeing him as a father because of my relationship with my father. Um, but God grew uh, me in that, uh, in that area. Um, and then me, I think towards the end of May, my dad came back. Um, so him and my mom are now together again. Um, and I just see how, so sorry, towards beginning of July, I did a child dedication for my daughter. Um, and with that, I had hope, I had no hope with restoration um, for myself. Um, for my daughter, for the entire family, because I'm a single mom, and I didn't have hope that I'll ever have a healthy family um, or a healthy way to raise her. Um, 
but during the dedication, my mom shared something, and afterwards, she kept on just throwing hands, but um, the two past two weeks when I went home, she shared with me that she never hoped or she never thought that I was going to um, pull through this year. She actually waited for a moment where I dropped the ball. Um, and I kind of said, okay, I'm done with God. I'm going back home and stuff like that. So she had that hope with her throughout the year that I was going to drop the ball. But when I did the child dedication and she's seeing the seeds that I'm planting in my daughter, um, just small stuff like teaching her how to pray. Every time she'd um, ask something or she said she'll be sick, I'm like, okay, close your eyes, let's pray. Um, and she's seeing that and she, she, for, she said to me, um, I, yeah, I thought you, you'll drop the ball with her, but I can see the effect of your prayers on her life as well and how she plays with other kids, how she lives her life as young as she is. Um, my dad also was totally against the new journey that I took um, because of traditional customs and stuff, but he also came to realize that there's nothing that he can do to change my mind, but to rather accept me as I am and be open to God and for prayer. And for once in his life, um, my, when my grandmother, my, my aunt died, um, passed on, sorry, when my aunt passed on, um, he asked me for prayer. He asked me to pray for the family. And for me, that was a big thing. Um, so I just want to testify for the whole, even, even now, sorry. Um, so yesterday, I got a call from my mom that my grandmother... Um, passed on, but it's my grandmother's sister, so she's my grandmother, um, passed on yesterday, she was sick, I didn't know she was sick, but she passed on, but still at that time, the, thing, the reason they called me, they said they're calling me to pray for the family, um, and for me, I can see how God is using me to restore my family. Because in anything they need, Siziwe is our prayer person. Let's call her, um, let her pray. Um, and for that, I'm really grateful for God and how he has worked through me to restore the relationships in my family. Thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is Beatitude. I think I've been here, today is the fourth or fifth time. Uh, I was just a domestic worker, but God saw that I'm not going to be a domestic worker forever. I've been working for her for the past nine years. And so uh, late last year, I went through a divorce. And then she said I can come and stay with them at their house. Then early this year, that's when she invited me to come to this church. And every time we used to pray together, whenever I'm... Um, down. I just call her, even if she's in Cape Town, I call her and then she prays for me. So around June, she asked me if there's something that I want to do with my life. Then I said, yeah, I want to do, try to do the healthcare assistant thing. And then she said, oh, it's fine, I'll pay for you. And then in June, she paid for me. I did the whole course. I also had my first graduation in Cape this year. So after the graduation, I did my practicals at Centurion Hospice. Everyone loved me there. And then I started sending my applications everywhere and still praying. And then I was offered a, spons a sponsorship to go and work in the United Kingdom. So I'm um, just thanking God for that. 
If it was by me, I wouldn't have gotten that, but because of his grace, now I'm going to be in the air <laughs> for, for a few hours. So I just want to thank God. But it's also said for me that I'm going to leave this family. They've been very good to me. Very good to me. So you must pray for me and for them as well. Thank you. Come on, praise God. Um, all right, last chance. Anyone? No one here. No one hiding behind someone here. Um, all right, so then I'm going to call the um, soon to be Van der Mervis. Um, yeah, and then um, where's Jan? Yeah, Lang Jan, yeah. If, it's, if he's far, it's okay. Is he there? Because uh, I'd like you and Jan to come, Ellen, uh, to come and pray. So these two are getting married the 20th. Yes. Okay, I got the date right. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still invited. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I don't know. This is obviously the last time that they'll be at the evening service this year because this is the last evening service for the year. Um, so, we, yeah, we get to pray for you guys before you get married. So I'm going to ask Jan and Ellen to come, um, and they're going to pray. Just waiting for the lovely wife. Kristen will also pray. Yeah, you can just join us and stretch out your hand as we just bless them. Yeah, Father God, thank you for Gepi and yeah, Lord, and God, we are so grateful for Gepi and Adelia getting married, Lord, and we just thank you for the marriage covenant, God. We thank you for what you are establishing in their lives, Lord, uh, the unity that you are establishing in their lives, Lord. We just thank you for their marriage that will be a light to others, Lord, that it will be a true representation of the, the covenant love that you have with us. God, and we just pray for them and we bless them, Lord. We, we pray that you will guard them with your, with your love, Lord. We pray that you will hide them from the enemy, Lord. Um, we pray that they will, as individuals, grow from strength to strength and glory to glory, Lord. Um, and as a couple, Lord, that they will grow together, God. And we just we honor you for yeah, just the commitment that they um, are making and the, the covenant that they are entering into. And Lord, we just pray your blessing over them, uh, your protection over them. And we thank you and honor you in Jesus' name. Father, thank you that we as a family can stand here tonight, Lord, and really bring Adelia and Gepia before you, God. Thank you that we can even now be witnesses to their relationship, Father, and send them into your covenant, Lord, and love on them. Father, and I pray that as they go into your will and as they're getting married, Father, thank you that they will know that it's not for them. Thank you that they will know it's for the world. It's for, for people around them to see and experience your love, to see and experience your goodness. Father, and may the purpose of their marriage be fully developed, Lord, from the day that they're getting married. God, and thank you that, that no small foxes will be part of their marriage, Father God. I just, you know, just, just, um, <laughs> I will just, um, you know, I just pray that, that you will, 
literally come, Father, and just remove any barriers, Father, from now on in the marriage, Lord. And thank you that when troubled times come, Father, that they will know they have family, that they will know they have a place to be real, to be open. And Father, thank you that, that we know that this is appointed by you. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Amen. 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 Come on. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, family, so thanks so much for everyone, um, especially those who know the journey that we've been on for the past two years, two years. <laughs> um, but I just want to take also this opportunity just to emphasize how important spiritual family really is. Um, and how important it is to stick by your spiritual family, not move away from them, but closer. Um, I can really testify out of our relationship, um, having those accountability partners, having those people close to you being like, listen, we're going through a difficult time, pray, pray for us. Like, if you don't know already, um, this, this family, they're very eager to open the doors. Um, no matter what time, no matter when. Um, so I really just want to thank God first for putting us into this family. I mean, I've been here in this church for since 2018. Yes, 2018. Um, and to see how our family has grown um, and to see that we haven't wavered from moving away from each other, but putting the importance on spiritual family is still key uh, yeah it's really something that I think a lot of people don't understand and I want to encourage everyone single one of you if you're married engaged single however how spiritual family is your most important thing um, in this world and the closer you are um, the safer you will be within God's presence so yeah thank you awesome. thanks yeah. so um so we're going to just go over into a moment of just praising God um, and worshiping Him with song. So if you are a musician um, and you've served on the worship team this year, um, just quickly stand. Don't run away, Gip. Just stand. Yeah. Okay, so if you're a musician and you've served on the worship team this year, yeah, just stand. Um, so the, you want to be in the worship team. Okay. Um, Ansi, who is the church planter in Croatia, said that if he leads worship, people will go away. <laughs> um, but for our musicians, the, the worship team where they serve on during the week, I hope that child is alive, um, <laughs> um, is... <laughs> but um, it, they practice during the weeks and then they early year on Sundays to lead and facilitate us into worshiping God through music. So we don't have a band tonight, even though there's stuff set up, um, because they deserve a good rest as well. But I really want to honor you guys for just making your talents and your gifts available for the kingdom of God. And can we just give all of them a huge round of applause? All right. Don't sit down. Um, don't sit down, because we're all going to stand now. And we're gonna um, we're gonna go over into a time of worship. I spoke to my good friend Phil Wickham. Him and I are very close, so he made a special worship track just for us. Okay, not really, but really. 
All right, so we're going to go over into a time of worshiping God together. And um, you can, if you have a Bible close to you, you can go to the book of Jude. Um, and it's the second last book in the New Testament. And as you open your app or your Bible to the book of Jude, you look at the chapter and you say, Hey, Jude. Okay. That's my one joke for today, Marial. Okay, I don't have another one. <laughs> Only one. Yeah, I'm restraining myself. Um, so, Jude, or as his cultural pronunciation would be Judah, um, was the brother of Jesus. Um, and he starts his letter as Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. So, James was the other brother of Jesus. So funnily, he doesn't address himself as, hey, I'm the brother of Jesus, so obviously what I've got to say is quite important. He says, I'm a bond servant to Jesus. I've given myself over to Jesus. I've made myself subject to Jesus. I've laid down every other relational tie I might have to him, and I've brought myself into the place of being a bond servant to Jesus and the brother of James. Um, but then he starts his letter by... Um, Calling the church, and I'll touch on that now. And it's, it's quite a, it's only one chapter. Um, so it's not Jude chapter one verse, it's just Jude verse whatever. And it's quite an exhortation where he, he goes in with an intent to write something to this church that we do not know which specific church he was writing to or group of people. But he starts off by saying, I wanted to tell you something, but I'm going to tell you something else. And then he gives this great exposition, and it builds up, and you can go to the very last part in verse 24. Verse 24. And it reads, and I'm reading from the ESV here. It says, Now to him, God, who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. I'm going to read that again. Now to him who is able, everyone say able, to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. There's, there's three things that I want us to take into this holiday season. The first one is that, the, that Jude addresses is that stumbling is possible. Stumbling is possible. Now, this might seem as a, well, okay, that's a great way to end the year. We're getting to the good parts, okay? But we need to know that you and I can stumble. doesn't matter whether you are in ministry full-time. doesn't matter whether you've been saved for one year, five years, 20 years, 50 years. doesn't matter whether you've read your Bible 17 times. You can stumble. I can stumble. I have great potential for stumbling. I have great potential for my flesh to take over and lead me back into all of my old patterns. I have great potential to turn my back on Jesus. I have great potential to say no to Christ in various circumstances and opportunities. 
I have the ability to stumble. Then he goes on to say, but now to God, who is able to keep you from stumbling. So not only do we have the ability to stumble, which is a good thing for you and I to be very, very mindful of, but we have a God who is able, everyone say able, to keep you from stumbling. Now there's something important here. He doesn't say that God is able to pick you up when you've stumbled, even though He can do that. Right? So the mercy of God is able to pick you up when you've stumbled. If it wasn't for the mercy of God, none of us would have had any hope at all because all of us at one point or another needed to be picked up from where we were so that we can be restored back to Christ. So we all needed to be picked up. But that, it doesn't say that God is able to pick you up. He goes further. He says God is able to keep you from stumbling. Oh, friends, what a hope. What an incredible hope. That God is able to keep you from going back to the things that you've done before. Not afterwards when you've made a mistake where God receives you back in. No, He is able to keep you in perfection and to present you blameless. On the day of Christ's return, you get to stand before Him blameless. You get to have victory over sin. You get to have victory over those things that still creep at your door. The devil is like a roaring lion and he waits for those whom he can devour. Sin creeps at the door and it's looking for those whom it can lure away. But you and I do not have to be fearful of death. You and I do not have to be fearful of our weaknesses. We need to be aware of them, but we need to have a greater awareness that we have a God who is able to keep us from stumbling. There's great hope. Because the enemy wants you to not have hope for your future. Not have hope for this country. Not have hope for your friend or your neighbor or your family member who might be far from God. Now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling. Say that to the person next to you. God is able to keep you from stumbling. The third thing that we draw from the, the, the passage, if you go there, Louis, that we have to contend for the faith. All right, so I'm going to go back into this chapter, and I'll read it from verse 5. He says, Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. So he tells them, I wanted to tell you something else, but now I've become aware of something, so I feel urged to tell you that you need to contend for your faith. You and I need to contend for our faith because we are able to stumble. But we have a God who is able to keep us from stumbling. And you and I need to contend for our faith. Then he goes on and he gives them certain reasons why he's concerned about false teachers coming in and the way that they're working in the church. But then it builds up to verse 17. And he says to them, But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of, your, of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you in the last time there will be scoffers 
following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. So he tells them in the beginning that you and I need to contend for our faith. And here is, he gives us certain instructions. How do you and I contend for our faith? You build yourself up in your most holy faith. You pray in the Holy Spirit. Now that means you pray with your natural tongue. You pray with groanings that people and man cannot understand. But then you also pray in your spiritual language, the heavenly language that is directly connected to the Holy Spirit. You pray in the Holy Spirit. You keep yourselves in the love of God. You keep yourself in the love of God. It gives you an instruction Whenever you doubt whether you are loved by God, you have to contend for your faith to keep yourself in the love of God. And the Holy Spirit's role in that is crucial because He reminds you that you are born again. He reminds you that you belong to God. He reminds you that you have this um, child, the son-daughter relationship with your father that enables you to cry out, Abba, Father. You keep yourself in the love of God. You wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Then another way for you and I to contend for our faith is to have mercy on those who doubt. To save others by snatching them out of the fire. Those who have drifted away. It gives us the instruction that the way that you contend for your faith so that you do not um, stumble is by also snatching others out of the fire. And he says that you get close to them, pulling them out of their sin, but hating the sin itself. That's one way that you also get to contend for your faith. And then it builds up to this great, great, great declaration. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless. Friends, I want you to quickly see this picture. In the book of Revelation, we see these multitudes standing before the throne of God, clothed in white garments, absolutely pure, spotless, blameless. And they get to worship God with undefiled hearts, undefiled consciences, undefiled minds. Jude says that now to Him who is able to present you there, that you get to have confidence that one day you will be able to stand before Jesus undefiled, because He is able to keep you from stumbling and present you blameless. But here's the, the one core element to that as well. You cannot be kept somewhere you are not. You cannot be kept in relationship with God if you do not truly have relationship with God. You cannot be kept somewhere you're not. I want us just to end with prayer and then we're going to end with, um, I'm going to pray and then we're going to end with a prayer just on our tables as well. So I want you to um, find someone, one one, on your table that you're going to pray with. Quickly look that person in the eye. Okay. 
So as we go into this holiday season, often our hearts drift away from God because we lose some of our rhythms. Um, maybe your devotional life looks different when you're on holiday. Um, so normally I wake up at quarter past five. I definitely have no intention of waking up quarter past five when I'm on holiday unless the Spirit of God um, unctions me to wake up quarter past five. He'll probably have to set an alarm for that. But then the, the caution is that my devotional rhythm with God can fade and then my heart can start to drift and then I'm more prone to stumble. So during this season, I want to urge us that we will contend for our faith. We do this in community by relying on one another. We have our discipleship groups, and if you're not in one, make sure that you get someone's contact number tonight that can keep you in community throughout December and leading into January, that whenever you feel the enemy is pulling you away, hey, would you pray with me? Hey, would you contend with me? So we contend together in community. We contend in our Bibles. You open up your Bible and you spend time in the Word of God. Do not take a vacation from your Bible because you are setting yourself up to stumble. And you contend in prayer. You contend in prayer. And may this time being away and resting and rest well not be a time where we lose the heart for prayer, but may it be a time where you have more time to pray. If you are on leave, if you have holiday, May it be a time where the Spirit of God works something in you that you have more time to pray. That when you go into 2023, that your whole spirit man has been built up and set, um, set in place for what God has already got planned and prepared for you, the good works to walk in in 2023. Some of you are trusting God for miracles next year. I hope those miracles extend beyond just your own life. I'm trusting God for some miracles to happen in our nation. I'm trusting God for some miracles to happen in broken parts of society. We're trusting God that His kingdom will come. I'm going to pray for us, and then I'd love for you just to have a one-on-one -one, one -on -one prayer moment on your table. What is one thing that you are trusting God to do in your life over this next couple of weeks? What is something that you want God to guard in your heart, and then just share that and then pray over one another. Yeah, Father God, we want to come and really just glorify you tonight. We want to lift you up and say thank you that you are able to keep us from stumbling. We glorify you, Lord. You are able. Beyond our inabilities, beyond our weaknesses, beyond our frailties, beyond our flesh, Lord, beyond our and passivity beyond our procrastination, you are able. And we glorify you for that truth tonight. You are able to keep us from stumbling, Lord. Before we give in to sin, you are able to keep us. You are able to present us blameless and pure. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would work that picture into our lives, that you've already seen the end where we get to stand before you clothed with white robes, pure and blameless, washed with the blood of Christ. And I pray, Lord, that you would come and help us to contend for our faith, that we will contend for the very things that you've already done in our lives. 
I want to create a short moment. If you are here tonight, like I said earlier, you cannot be kept somewhere you are not. And if you are here tonight and you are not sure that you have a living relationship with God, you cannot afford to go into this December time not knowing. So I want you just to raise your hand if that's maybe you. We have prayed with you. You have surrendered your life to Jesus, and I'm going to pray with you again. Anyone else? I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to come pray with you now. So we had, I wanted you to look me into the eye. Eyes, I've got two of them now. Um, you've prayed a prayer where you've surrendered your life to Christ. And the enemy wants you to doubt. Um, and he wants you to look at your own life to validate whether you are saved or not saved. But we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And now God is able to keep you from stumbling. God is able to keep you from stumbling. Remember? I wanted to say Alan. It's not Alan. Would you join me in just praying over AJ? Father, we pray right now that you would come and bring an affirmation over AJ again that he is a son of God and he belongs to you. The day when he got baptized, Lord, he said no to the flesh, no to everything of the flesh, and he said yes to Jesus. As he went down into the water, Lord, his old life passed away and he came out as a new creation. And we pray right now, Lord, that you would come and fill him up afresh with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. May he never, ever doubt again that he belongs to you. And we now um, speak to the lies of the enemy and we say, be silent in Jesus' name. You have no right over this man's life because he belongs to God. And we thank you, God, that this truth stands over AJ's life, that you are able to keep him from stumbling. Pour out your spirit over his life, Lord. Strengthen him by the power of God that he is able to stand strong and not give in to his old nature. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to give us some time to just pray one-on-one -on -one, um, with the person that you've pointed out, that you've eyeballed. Okay. All right, if you're still praying, you are welcome just to uh, finish off. But um, yeah, we've come to the end of tonight, but we're, you're welcome to still care and have coffee and hang around as long as you want. Um, but I think we can look back at 2022 and just, be, just give God the glory. Um, I know that there might still be things in your life that you are trusting God for. And if there's one thing that Riet and I have learned is that God is never late. Um, there's a scripture that God gave us on our journey just with children. And the scripture says that in the right time, at the appointed time, God will do it. So for some of you that are still waiting on God for prayers to be answered, that's the promise that at the appointed time, God will do it. Um, so may that also encourage you and may you guys rest well. If you are um, taking leave, if you've already taken leave, I hope you rested well. If you are going away for the holidays, some of you are going away, driving somewhere far. 
All right. May you travel safe. Some of you are staying here, right, looking after Centurion. Okay, that's good. Um, so, yeah, but may you rest well and may you experience God just in deep, deep ways. Um, yeah, so let me end with prayer. Father, I pray that you will bless your people, that you would guard over them, that you would protect them, that you would speak to them. We call upon your name, Jesus. And we declare, Lord, with such boldness that we can do nothing without you. Lord, we can do nothing without you. So I pray, Lord, that you would keep us in that place of abiding in you, being in the vine, remaining in you. Keep us safe. Keep our families safe, Lord. And help us to rest well and to be refreshed and restored and ready for what you've already got prepared for us for next year. Amen. Amen.